When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Nice of Chris Canty to join us, along with Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you. This is weird for you. You're here to start a segment. Everything okay? Listen, there was a lot going on in the 7 o'clock hour. I was trying to get people to jump on the show with us. We'll see whether or not any of those guests come through. But they're all down here buzzing around the seaport because we got hockey. T- you got hockey. You got basketball. Right. You got World Series. You got the NFL. So everybody is College here. Football. The best of the best minds in sports are here. So I want to try to get them on the show, right? Because it will be unsportsmanlike not to. Well, then our title is probably apropos because uh, so far none of them booked. <laughs> well, we had Harry come through, right? Sure, yeah, yeah no, we did. Through. Harry was great. Yeah, Harry uh, I believe through. he was booked last yeah, night. It had yeah, nothing to do with you walking around. Okay, well, I mean, anyway, listen, saying, hey, listen, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And we're taking them this morning. There we go. Yeah, so shoot your shot, go. man. Shoot or shoot. Uh, make it rain! <laughs> on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Presented by Progressive Insurance. You can watch us on ESPNU. First full night of NBA games we saw was last night. There are still teams uh, in Milwaukee and Philadelphia to play. They're going to play tonight against each other. No James Harden, of course. But last night, the story is that we had the NBA debut in a regular season game of Victor Wembanyama, and he played in 23 minutes last night for the Spurs, a loss to the Mavs, had 15 points, five rebounds, but did have five fouls, nine of his points in the fourth quarter of this game. Dallas wins 126-119. So there's two parts of this conversation. There are the expectations for the future, and there's what did we see last night from Wemby, CC. Yeah, last night, I mean, it was clear to see his impact on the defensive end, right? The average field goal distance for the Mavs when he was on the court was 17 feet out. The average diff- distance for field goal attempts for the Mavs when he was off the court, 14 <laughs> feet out. I mean, their field goal percentage on shots in the paint when he was in the game was 35%. That's shots in the paint. When he was off the floor, their field goal percentage shots in the paint was at 50%. So it just goes to show you, uh, I mean, it's a situation where Wemby is going to be an instant impact player on the defensive side of the ball. And then on offense, he has all of the tools that you're looking for. He can space the floor by being able to knock down shots from the perimeter. I mean, just seeing him out there at the three-point line, crossing up Derek Lively and pulling up for three, it's incredible to see the type of movement skills and the overall skill set, the the, the package that he has offensively. Um, So Wemby is a a once-in-a-generation type of talent, and he's lived up to the hype in my eyes. Now, would you like to see him stay out of foul trouble? Absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, when he was able to be on the court for an extended period of time in the first and the fourth quarter, you saw the impact that he had on the game. Yeah, getting in foul trouble, he couldn't really get in the rhythm you would have hoped to see last night. But I just can't get over the size and the way that he moves. And we talk about expectations. A packed house, people that were there way before the game started to get a glimpse of this guy. It's, it's a fever pitch surrounding him, and he feels... 
in the smallest of sample sizes, he feels like he's going to be somebody that can live up to the billing. Okay, so what's the billing and what's living up to it, right? Because we're talking about this guy as a generational player. He he feels that way. We're saying we've never seen anybody like him before. Body type-wise, the one guy that people bring up is Ralph Sampson, uh, who played primarily in the 80s, a uh, Virginia guy like CC Rockets and others, um, was an excellent player, excellent player. Did not move and play like this. We've also heard the term unicorn, which has been mainly used for um, Kristaps Porzingis. I'm spitting all over myself. Here. <laughs> you okay? I don't know what just happened to me. Kristaps Porzingis, who's seven foot three, seven foot four, can shoot the three. We saw him with a great game last night for Boston in their win against New York. Everybody's going crazy. Hey, Boston could be that team this year if Porzingis plays this way. I would say Boston could be that team if Porzingis plays. I don't even think he needs to play that way last night. He needs to play basketball. Their bench is very, very thin. But this guy, Wembanyama is a combination of all of that and more. So we have put it out there, the idea of let's just let's use some easy numbers. Ten years, one title, one MVP. Is that a success if that's his career? <sighs> I, I struggle with that. I, I, I want to say yes, but the expectations for him coming into the league were so much loftier, right? I mean, you're saying he's the most hyped prospect since LeBron James. LeBron James finished as being this – I mean, I think he will finish his career as being the second greatest player of all time. I mean, think about this. Tim Duncan, the last number one overall draft pick that was a big man for the San Antonio Spurs, this guy's a top ten player all time. So I think th- those are those are the expectations. That's the lens that we're going to view Victor Webber-Yama's career through. Now, I mean, if you're saying that he's going to have the career that Giannis has, Giannis has been in the league ten years, Giannis has two MVPs, Giannis has a title, if he's going to have that career, it's hard to call that a failure. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that lives up to the hype, the expectations that everybody has with Victor Webinyama coming into the league. So two things need to be done with this. Because you won a championship with the Giants. My guess is that year, while being the most satisfying year of your career, is probably one of the most difficult years of your career. Because getting to that place is something that is so ridiculously rare that what you guys had to accomplish along the way and how difficult that is. And we're saying with this guy, that's not enough. Think about that in your life personally, CeCe, how hard that must have been for you guys. And you guys were all great. and You did it. But that's not enough. Think about that. Well, well here's what I'll and say. And I know the sports are different. Yeah, the sports are different, right? Because yeah. one player on a basketball team can impact the game far more than any one player on a football team can, even if that player is the quarterback, right? That's why in basketball, everybody is obsessed with getting stars. They had to put in rules so teams wouldn't tank. They added a tournament at the end of, uh, at the end of the regular season so teams wouldn't tank because the incentive was, hey, I can get a once-in-a-generation talent like Victor Webinyama. Now, it just so happens to turn out that the San Antonio Spurs got it right. Big surprise. They were back. <laughs> Bad when it need when they were bad at the most opportune time because it gave them an opportunity to draft Victor. But here's the thing, and here's why I have confidence that he will live up to the hype. It's because of the organization and what they've put around him, right? We've seen the track record of how the Spurs have been able to develop bigs, David Robinson, Tim Duncan. We've seen the track record that the Spurs have been able to have with success with international players, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili. Like, we've seen it before. And so that's why we trust a talent like Victor with Coach Greg Popovich. There's a reason why the organization decided they were going to extend him. And so now it's just a matter of being able to get him out on the court, 
allow him to play, allow him to grow with this young core of players that they're trying to put together. But the most important thing, I think, for Victor this year is to remain healthy. You brought up the Christos Porzingis uh, comparison and, and talking about him being a unicorn. Well, KP, up until last year, had a hard time staying healthy, right? Yes, he did. Last year, he played 65 games. Everybody's excited about what the Celtics can be, in part because he's on that team. The biggest thing for Victor in his development is being on the court and playing. The best way to get better at any sport is to actually play in competitive games when they actually matter. And so I think that's why the Spurs have to be careful in terms of the overall minutes that he logs in every single game. Last night it was a non-issue because he got in foul trouble, only played in 23 minutes. But I think Victor is probably going to be somewhere around 30 minutes a game, and you're going to try to play him in 60-plus games. If you can do that, then I think his career arc – will have the right trajectory. And don't you think when we're talking about his career holistically, it like context matters, right? I know in the NBA, well, really anywhere, but particularly particularly in the NBA, rings is the measuring stick that we use, right? You know, when you're, we're comparing LeBron and Michael, where do we go first? The rings. Like, that's what we do. So Wemby, of course, will be tossing that conversation if we're talking about all-time greats. But don't you think it also matters if we can look at it and be like, he's the reason why they got to that place. Mm-hmm. Even if they don't win, if he is just so incredibly dominant on the floor or he is elevating those around him. Like when we talk about LeBron and what he did in Cleveland, we're like, he yeah. drug that team at points to the championship. Like if Wemby yeah. can do stuff like that, that's going to enhance his legacy. Well, you're saying basically if it is only, I hate to say it this way, but only one title, what does that title look like? Like yeah. people look at... I don't agree with this 100%, but people look at Dirk's one title against the Miami Heat with the Dallas Mavericks, stayed on one team his whole career. I mean, he's drafted by— That's a pretty big title. Right. That's a pretty big title. The context of the title is the way in which people look at it. Like like compared to Durant, right? Your titles. Eli won two. But Eli won two against the Patriots yeah. and Brady and yeah. Belichick, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yes, the context of that. The 07 finals that LeBron lost and the Cavs lost to the Spurs— Nobody holds against him. In fact, I think that's the one that everybody holds for him in a weird way. Because if you look at the team that he took to the finals, then you could say, okay, wow, right? that's a special player. The context of that matters. But again, go back to this, and we can get people to chime in on this in the Unsportsmanlike Nation Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. Not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the ones fans deserve. If we played out that hypothetical of what is normally an unbelievable career, 10 years, one title, one MVP, would you deem that a success for Victor Wembanyama? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. You brought up the Giannis comparison. Basically what we're saying is if you ended Giannis's career right now, he, had two, he has two MVPs. Yeah. But basically you're saying if Victor Wembanyama had the career that Giannis has had up until this point, would it be considered a success? Now, Giannis came out of absolutely nowhere. Mm-hmm. In, in Greece, came to the United States, was what, the 15th pick in the draft, something mm-hmm. like that? And nobody anticipated this kind of career. He did, but we didn't. Wembanyama is the number one pick, and we've heard about him for years. But it sounds like what we're saying is if Victor Wembanyama replicates and duplicates Giannis's career to date, that that's not enough. While successful, not enough. Yeah, well, I don't think Webby is going to retire when he's 29. And I'm just going to put that out there. Now, if it becomes because of injury, right. then we ask the question, did he live up to the promise? I think that's a separate conversation. Again, context matters. But based on what I've seen from him, the athleticism, the size, the skill set, 
there's there's nothing that's standing in this guy's way of being able to dominate the league in short order. The biggest hurdle that Wemby is going to have to overcome right now is just the physicality of the NBA. He's not used to that. It's different playing pro ball overseas as opposed to playing in the association. Yeah. And that's something that a couple of off-seasons in a weight program, a strength program can fix. But everything else he's got, I, he can shoot it from deep. He can spot up. He can take it off the dribble. There's nobody that's going to stop him from getting the shot he wants on a basketball court. The the only thing that you have to worry about is the overall physicality of the game, and that's something that every 19-year-old in yeah. the NBA has to contend with. Even Luka Doncic had to deal with it in some degree. So I just I think it's a situation where the sky is obviously the limit for this dude. I know it, it seems hyperbolic in the moment, but based on what we saw last night, this guy is going to be an impact player for this team in his rookie year and beyond. So what is, what's the number that you guys think about? Like When you're thinking about his career, you think about, I could see him, if he is what everyone says he is, and if he is what our eyes tell us he is, how many titles, how many of Bar- like- Barring injury, multiple titles, multiple MVPs. Small? Bar- barring injury. At least three. three. Which one? Combined, you're saying? Titles and MVPs combined? Yes. So that's, that's the number for you. Three titles and MVPs combined. It sounds like you're going more than that. I'm going multiple titles, multiple MVPs. Right, so that, yeah, that's at least four, yeah. right. Yeah, because Giannis has got the three total. Three, three total. That's, that's He's got two MVPs and one title, yeah. Yeah. So do you think, maybe I'll adjust that then, three championships? Because if we're measuring it to Ooh. LeBron and Jordan. but that doesn't that Look feel, at what we're doing. But I'm saying, but isn't the, if we're going to put him in that rarefied air, right. that needs to be the minimum of the measuring stick, but right? But look at how quickly it could change. By the way, Zion Williamson finally played basketball last night, and like we probably said this about him too. Now the measuring stick would be 70 games played in a season? We couldn't even go to an MVP or championship or anything like that. We would go to games played with yes. that guy. And it, that that's where this all could change quickly. But it feels unrealistic. But that's the only way it changes quickly, though. That's the point. I think that's what everybody is saying. Yeah. Because of injury is the only reason he's not going to live up to expectations. It's not the situation that he's going into because right. the Spurs are a functional franchise. Yeah. It's not the coach. Greg Popovich is one of the greatest of all time. Correct. It's not the village that's going to be around him. He's going to have Tim Duncan. He's going to have Tony Parker, who's going to have Manu Janelle. They're there. Exactly. So the only reason that he's not going to be one of the greatest in this generation of basketball players is injury. That's it. It ain't his skill set. It ain't his work ethic. It's none of those things. And I guess that's why everybody is so optimistic about what he can be. We'll check in on the Dr. Pepper call online at 888-SAY-ESPN on Wemby. Plus, it sounds like Purdy was brocked all night long. We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. 
Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. When we talk about the 49ers championship window, I think that window is this year. With this core of players, it's this year and that's it. There is nothing, nothing I have seen through the first seven weeks of the year that would change my opinion of Purdy or the 49ers. They are both things that I am not remotely concerned about in the NFC. This is the year that the 49ers have to get it done. If not, we're going to be talking about them having to retool this thing around Brock Purdy. Well, I think we very much agree with Chris Carlin's take. Carlin versus Joe Duna 3 Eastern here on ESPN Radio about Brock Purdy, about the fact the Niners still should believe in their guy. Oh, man. And CeCe's dancing. I thought you were going to oh, yeah, say we're Brock, blowing the whistle. The Brock Purdy bandwagon. It goes on and on. <laughs> it goes on and on. Even with, Blow the whistle. Even, even with the back-to-back losses. We're still believers in Brock Purdy. Oh no! Now we're we still, have we're still believers in Brock Purdy. We have we have major excuses here that we can. This is great. Well, I don't even know if it's an excuse well, no, as much as it is a reason, right? Well, Smalls. That's right. Yeah, Not it's an funny you say no. that. So shout out to Emmett Golden Draw Cherry, our teammates here at ESPN Radio and ESPN Cleveland. They do a, a reason or excuse bit that they do. Is it a reason or excuse? Well, Brock Purdy and the Niners, they lost a game, right? Where he drove them downfield against the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, they had a game-winning field goal attempt. Damn Jake Moody. And then the next game. <laughs> Damn Jake Moody. And the next game, now we know when Brock Purdy had a chance to win the game, he was concussed. Yes. Maybe. Or he's in concussion protocol. So he's, I in, he's in concussion protocol. I it it stemmed from a hit that happened at Prior some point that. in that game. Yes. Prior right? to that. And yes. he threw back-to-back interceptions, which is uncharacteristic. It provides some color for the circumstance. Absolutely right. Yeah. And so, as a result, we learn that he is now in concussion protocol. Adam Schefter on Twitter has pointed out that – there has not been a player this year that has been in concussion co- protocol and then played in the next game. Yes. So we are assuming that he's not going to play this week. Dan Orlovsky, ESPN NFL analyst, was on NFL Live yesterday and talked about Sam Darnold, Purdy's potential replacement on Sunday against the Bengals. If he doesn't play, I do not expect them to skip a beat. I think they will be just fine with Sam Darnold. I have constantly believed that if Sam Darnold was placed on a team that was similar to San Francisco, he would play Worthy of that top draft pick. This young man has been weathered. He's mentally been through it all. He's the most talented quarterback physically that Kyle Shanahan has had in that offense at least since Matt Ryan. So that's six or seven years. Out of all due respect to Brock Purdy, he's a really good player. This offense will be just fine with Sam Darnold. Yeah, but talent doesn't equate to winning, and we've seen that with Sam Darnold's career. He's got 55 career starts across two different teams. He's 21 and 34. So, so having all of this talent doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to win, and having talent doesn't mean that you're going to be able to operate Kyle Shanahan's offense. If that were the case, then Trey Lance would still be in San Francisco. Right. So I, just, I don't understand why we jump out of the window because of physical traits 
when it's clear that the intangibles that Brock Purdy brings to the party far surpass what Sam Darnold has. If Sam Darnold represented the best option for this team at quarterback because of his physical traits, then guess what? He would have been a starting quarterback at the beginning of the season. And it's not as if Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch didn't have every opportunity to do that. There were questions around Brock's elbow, the UCL surgery this offseason. They could have put Sam, they could have put Brock Purdy on the bench and let Sam Darnold be the starting quarterback. They didn't do that. Why? Because Brock Purdy gives them the best chance to win. And it's fair to assume that because of that, Brock Purdy is a better quarterback and gives them a better chance to have production on offense. Do you think there's still a bit of yeah, but syndrome going on here with oh, Brock sure, Purdy? Sure because look at Sam Darnold. Yes, this is the best team he's been on, best coaching, best system, you know, in Carolina and with the Jets. It wasn't great for him. Yeah. But because of where he was drafted and because of the pedigree, yep. we're saying we are not saying, I'm saying we as the royal we collectively, it's like if Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, could get it done, well then Sam Darnold, who has a lot more talent, hypothetically, than Brock Purdy does, or at least we expected him to have more talent, shouldn't he be able to plug and play with the 49ers? I just think that when we have these conversations, where they're drafted and the pedigree still color some of the analysis. It does, and that's the same thing we were talking about with Carson Wentz a couple of years ago. Remember when he left Philly and he was traded to Indianapolis? Oh, he's going to be better with Frank Reich as his head coach. It's going to work out. No, it didn't. didn't work out. Okay, we're going to ship him off for a third-round pick to the Washington Commanders. He'll be better in Washington. Oh, they, they've got everything in place. No, didn't work out. Now, nobody's going to sit here and argue that Carson Wentz wasn't a talented quarterback. He's talented, but that talent, for whatever reason, didn't equate to him being a productive player. And that's the point that we're talking about with Sam Darnold. Now, there's a reason why they went out and got Sam early on in free agency. They believed that they could – you know, make this reclamation project work. But I don't think there's any world in which they said to themselves, Sam Donald can operate the offense at the same level that Brock Purdy does. And to to try to say that now with Brock Purdy potentially set to miss the game that they've got in week eight is disrespectful to what we've seen from Brock Purdy through the first 16 regular season games of his career. I mean, what Dan said could actually be 1,000% true and also still not come close to Brock Purdy. Sam Darnold may be in the perfect system for Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold may be the most talented quarterback Kyle Shanahan has had based on pure talent since Matt Ryan. And Sam Darnold may be a B at best where Brock Purdy's been an A-plus for them. Like, all of that may have, may be true. Sam Darnold could max out under Kyle Shanahan sure. and still be nowhere near as good as Brock Purdy has been when healthy. Well, he said the part about the offense not skipping a beat, and that's the part where I have to push back. I how, agree with how you. How could you say the offense is not going to skip a beat? Like, like that, 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 that is disrespectful to Brock Purdy. Now, here's the thing. The offense is dealing with some other issues beyond the quarterback, right? Trent Williams' injury situation. Christian McCaffrey's banged up. Debo Samuel's banged up. I mean, you're, you're talking about all pro players right there. Yeah. When you don't have those guys on the field, your offense is going to look different. Those guys are force multipliers. And so I think that impacts what we're going to see from the quarterback in the way of productivity. So it, it, regardless of who the quarterback is, the offense is in for one in terms of trying to be a semblance of what we saw through the first five games just because you've got key contributors that are out. So I think 
that's one of the things that's working against Sam Donald in this situation. But it would have been working against Brock Purdy too. I guess my confidence in Brock being able to overcome those things is a little bit higher than Sam Donald's is. And it's based on no evidence that we've seen from Brock Purdy, but it's more so about what we've seen from Sam Donald through the first five years of his career. Yeah. Okay, I'm putting myself and all of us on the spot here. Is there a quarterback in our memory in the NFL that has ever maxed out, peaked with his third team, and the team had the same level of success because of him? Rich Gannon is, only, is the one that comes to mind. I don't even know if that was his third team. But what we're basically suggesting is – Sam Darnold could play at a Super Bowl caliber level with the San Francisco 49ers, his third team of his career, and be part of the reason they win. That seems like a massive stretch to think. Because you could say, oh, Trent Dilfer bounced around a little bit and then was with the Ravens. He he wasn't the reason they won. He'd be the first to tell you that. He prevented them from losing, which is a big reason to win, right? Brad Johnson, same kind of thing with the Bucs in 02. I don't know that there is a quarterback that was on his third stop that you can say, there's the reason we won. Again, I'm putting all of us on the spot. Yeah. The point that I'm making is... I mean, is, Geno Smith, but Geno Smith didn't have them at a Super Bowl. They're a playoff they, we, we were applauding them for getting to the postseason. Yeah, I mean, obviously not a third stop, but Kurt Warner was stocking shelves in Iowa yeah. and went on to win a Super Bowl with the Rams. Uh, but he had already, but that, he had already no, been No, that is a good one. Is that the third? No, because technically the, the, the Cardinals would have been his fourth. Packers, Rams, Giants... Cardinals, but he had already won a Super Bowl. He had already won a Super Bowl. He already won a Super Bowl, right? But I'm saying no one expected him to be able to come in for training camp. And he never played a game with the Packers, but he was in training camp for that. Right, that's a good one. But basically what we're saying is there will be no – do we agree when healthy the San Francisco 49ers are a Super Bowl team? When healthy? Yes. Everyone? Yes. We're suggesting that a man on his third team will have them not dropping off at all. Carson Palmer would be the other one. With the Cardinals? Cardinals, yeah. After the Bengals, yeah, Raiders. Yeah, but They got to a conference championship game, I think it was, yeah. But he was a starter all the way through, right? Yeah, that's yeah. fair. I that's mean, fair. I, meaning, we're suggesting something that we've never it's really an out, seen. It's an outlier, yeah. It's an outlier, yeah. And it's not a Geno Smith-level outlier. It's a, he wins the Super Bowl-level outlier. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. that is an amazing outlier. All right, we're going to get phone calls in on the Dr. Pepper call online. People want to weigh in on Wemby at 888-SAY-ESPN. Brock Purdy's out. Um, somebody else is out who makes a little bit more money than he is. We'll get to that next on Sportsman like ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. So Brock Purdy is likely out this week for the Niners. He makes less than a million per year. Good value. Deshaun Watson is out again for the Cleveland Browns. He'll make $90 million over his first couple of years. Oof. With the Cleveland Browns, and we don't know, guys, if he will even play a full season's worth of games, 17, over the 34 
that potentially were there over, or well, he was suspended for some of them, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Over the, however many that he was eligible, which would have been what, uh, 27? Mm-hmm. I don't even know that he'll play 17 over two years right now. And this is the thing that I don't understand. And welcome back to Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, ESPNU, brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Why don't they put him on the IR? If he's out again this week, why don't they just eliminate the questions in the gray area right now? I don't know. And the only thing that I could point to is that maybe Deshaun might not be on board with that plan. I know that Adam Schefter put out there baseball players that suffered similar injuries are out usually four to six weeks. Maybe Deshaun Watson doesn't think that it'll take that long. And if he doesn't, I could see the player pushing back on wanting to be put on IR. Now, usually, Smalls, a lot of players don't get the choice, mm-hmm. but because Deshaun has so much power in that organization based on the $230 million guaranteed in his contract, Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barrett, their general manager, have to get him on board with the plan in order for that to be the case. So I think there's a little bit of push and pull when it comes to what's in the best interest of the organization versus what Deshaun might deem in his best interest. But that being said, I don't know that the Cleveland Browns – check that. I do know. The Cleveland Browns can't rely on Deshaun Watson. They can't even rely on Phillip Walker in order to give them the kind of quarterback play that's going to take this team where they want to go. I just want to follow up on one thing you said there because I think that I I realize as you're talking, I don't fully understand the process of how this works, and I would assume a lot of other people would feel the same. You're injured. You're playing football. You're injured. You're banged up. I know when you play, they didn't have the four-game IR like they do now, right? You go see the doctors, you see the trainers. How does the process work of actually placing a player on the IR? Do they come to you and say, we're going to have to do this? Do you say, I don't know that I can play? How does that work? That's a conversation with the athletic trainers, right? That, that's the person that you talk to, and then it goes to um, a situation where your coach will talk to you after the fact. But it, it's never really a situation where the coach is saying, hey, we're going to shut you down, we're going to put you on IR. That's usually the athletic trainers based on the prognosis with your given injury. But in this situation – This is an organizational decision, but the guy in the organization that probably has the most say beyond the owner is Deshaun Watson by virtue of the contract. So it's a. So is he the owner? It's an atypical. It's an atypical dynamic. Well, he's not the owner of the team, but he's got control over the team for the foreseeable future, and that's why owners didn't want to go down the road of giving players guaranteed contracts. But if you're looking at this situation right now with the Browns, you owe it to yourself to beat the bushes, to try to find an upgrade at the quarterback position by the deadline. No team is going to trade their starter, but you look around at the quality backups, maybe it's Jacoby Brissett from the Commanders, maybe it's Teddy Bridgewater from the Lions, Taylor Heineke from the Falcons. Hell, even if you want to put in Cooper Rush in the conversation for the Dallas Cowboys, there are a lot of teams that have quality backups that will represent an upgrade over what Phillip Walker is giving you, and quite frankly, what Deshaun Watson has given you since he showed up in a Browns jersey. So, I think you owe it to this team and you owe it to this defense, specifically guys like Miles Garrett and Zadarius Smith and Denzel Ward, to go out there and make a significant move to bring over a quarterback. Because with that defense, with that running game, those skill position players, this team can compete for an AFC North title and for a playoff berth. It's got to be so frustrating for them because they paid all of this money and put their reputations on the line to bring in Deshaun Watson because they thought the football part of this would be worth yeah. it. And up until this point, the football part of it has not been worth it, whether it's injuries or the play on the field. He has in no way lived up to the contract that they gave him. But if I'm on that coaching staff or I'm in that locker room, 
they've won the past two games, and P.J. Walker has been there. Now, has it been great? No, but I just wouldn't want to do this start-stop with Deshaun for a huge chunk of the season. I, like you, CeCe, whether it's we're just going to ride with P.J. Walker for a while or bring in some external help, I would just want to get some stability in this situation if I'm Cleveland because they do have the personnel to really go on a run this year. I don't think they can have stability unless he's either playing full-time or on the IR because then it's every single week – Tony Grossi, ESPN Cleveland, and other reporters are knocking on Stefanski's door. All right, I have a status update here on Deshaun because what's the biggest topic? It's whether or not the $230 million quarterback is going to play. So until you actually make – it's a weird comparison, but it's what you're saying about James Harden. You want the Sixers, send them home. Make their – we're going to pay you. You're never going to play here again. You're going home. No questions asked anymore. Nick Nurse doesn't have to get the questions. Daryl Morey doesn't have the questions. MB doesn't have to get the questions. Put the guy on the IR. You could put him on the air right now, be out for the next four weeks, and call it a day. And the guys were suggesting. Jacoby Brissett was on the team last year. Josh Dobbs is the guy that I'm suggesting. If, if the Cardinals are actually really going to bring Kyler Murray back, trade Josh Dobbs back to the Browns. He was on the team over the last year. The ramp-up time is so much less for those two guys than it would be for another quarterback. And Teddy Bridgewater may be another good example of he's been in every system forever. Yeah. Just throw him in there. Yeah, I don't know exactly. what to do. Right? Exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, this is – who wants to sign up for a gray area like this? I'd feel better about the Browns today if Deshaun Watson was on the IR. I really would. Well, I mean, you, you can't feel better about him being in the lineup. He hadn't given you anything that's that's, right. to show you that that's you should right. feel good about it. So I'm with you on that one, but I don't think it's as cut and dry as you're talking about because it requires a certain level of diplomacy in order to get Deshaun on board with whatever plan you have for him for for this season. If you're talking about shutting him down for four to six weeks, a guy that hadn't played football up until late last year for two years, I, I mean, listen – I, I if he feels like he's healthy enough to play next week, that's going to be a tough sell, right? So I, I, I think it's all dependent on how the player feels and what he thinks his prognosis is, his opinions, his doctors versus where the team docs are at with it, and then coming to some type of some some type of resolution, some type of plan moving forward. But what I'm saying is, based on what you've gotten from him on the field and what you've seen from P.J. Walker on the field – They've got to do something to stabilize the quarterback spot. Just so I understand, because I've never been in that situation, I know he's got this contract, but why wouldn't the coaches and the medical staff be able to override him on that decision? Because they've got to live with him for the next three or four years. That's they what don't it want is. to make Maybe. him. They don't want they, to upset him. They don't want to upset okay. him. Okay. That's why they handled this situation with Kid Gloves. Well, the only way out of the contract, we'd have to assume, is Deshaun voiding the guarantees by violating the personal conduct policy. And so, I, I, yeah, exactly. Or the other way, or the coaches aren't there, or or, or, or the coaches aren't there. And they've the, the, done a good job. That, this year. That, that's the only; those, those are the only two ways, though. Yeah. But but that's my point, though. He has control of the franchise because of the contract, which makes it a little bit trickier to navigate this injury that he's dealing with. Eight 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 say ESPN. Your telephone number to join us in the Dr Pepper call in line. We got the Deshaun Watson conversation out there. Plus Victor Wembanyama expectations with his debut last night. Alex in Texas watching on ESPNU. What's up, Alex? Yeah, thanks. Uh, so I'm a lifelong Spurs fan. I think the biggest thing that, that people overlook about him is just his mental his mental approach. I think that you look at what he said right right before the draft, you know, that there's no such thing as any bad team in the NBA. Um, and, you know, the fact that the Spurs attract class guys when they're successful, uh, I think that, that that's the biggest thing that's going for him. You compare him to somebody like Ja, who's waving a gun around on Instagram, and can't handle that pressure clearly. Um, hopefully, <laughs> the mental stuff is going to come um, and be more important than anything else. 
And Thanks that, for taking my call. Yeah, v- very interesting conversation there, Alex, and thank you for it. I think that's where we go with Wembenyama in terms of expectations, that he feels more prepared for the moment because he's been in the spotlight for so long now, and he's played professionally. He's played professionally, but he feels like he has the sports character where you can trust him to be one of the faces of the league. And, and you know, it's a, it's a dumb thing, but that picture, when he first got drafted from that dinner with David Robinson – and Manu Ginobili and Tim Duncan and Tony Parker actually meant something to me. It's because it, it's now you have your big brothers. Yeah, your big brothers are not going to steer you in the those guys. No, ain't steering you in the wrong direction. No way. Joshua in Seattle, listening on seven ten in Seattle. What's up, Joshua? Hey, what's up? First things first. Uh, bring back our Supersonics, man. We need them back here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> talking about Wimbiana, uh, I hope he. I hope he becomes a legend. Uh, one championship's not going to do it, though. He's got to get more. Um, he's in the great organization with the Spurs. Uh, they've got some great bigs there with Robinson, the Admiral. I was a Navy guy, too. And then uh, Tim Duncan, big smooth. I loved him. Uh, but, yeah, Major needs a couple more championships. and needs to get going. Uh, I know it's a young season, and uh, he's got a lot to learn. But. Get some pounds on him, too. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the phone call. That's yeah. a great point that he's bringing up, though. Like, when we start talking about the top ten, the all-time greats, you got to have multiple championships That's to be in absolutely. that group. You have to. Like, even in the NFL, when we talk about quarterbacks, the all-time great quarterbacks, they have multiple championships. Like, that. that's, that's a prerequisite for being considered – in the pantheon of the greatest players to ever play your sport. So maybe that's the bar for Webb and Yama. It's why the Aaron Rodgers conversation is so interesting. Because he no, has one. No, it ain't. No, because he's no, not in there. No, it ain't right. in there. Right, but a lot of people think he is. No, he ain't. He ain't. No, he's not. I, I agree with you, no, but I'm just saying a, a lot of people think he is. He's not a top five quarterback. Dan Marino's the ultimate example, right? But, Everyone, yeah. Yeah. he doesn't have the ring. JJ in New York listening on Sirius XM80. What's up, JJ? Hi, I'm not sure the sky is the limit for Wemby because he's so tall. That's um, a great point. Look, I, 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 uh, I think that the to push back a little bit about what equals success. I think if you combine some of what you're saying, it, the expectation should be lowered just because we haven't seen a guy with that body type really achieve that level of success, right? I mean, he's... You, these guys just don't seem to last. Um, and so I think if he wins a championship and an MVP, I mean, he has to be deemed a huge success there. I think that's a very interesting spin on this, yeah. right? So when LeBron comes in the league physically, people compared him in the way he initially played to Magic Johnson. I don't know that he's 100% Magic Johnson, but he's not like that different physically from Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. I think that's an interesting one because I don't know. You, are we really going to compare him to Porzingis or Ralph Sampson? Like, that feels like a weird comp for me. Yeah. So I understand why it's like, okay, he's the first one of doing this to do that, yeah. right? First one looking like this, playing like this, et cetera. I, I think there, there's something to that. All right, coming up. I'm for it, but first, Canty has this from Vivid Seats. Haven't you been to an NFL game yet this year? What are you waiting for? Vivid Seats has your back for all your ticket needs. See every tackle, every touchdown, every play live and in person with great deals on great seats. Plus, with Vivid Seats Rewards, you earn rewards with every purchase. They're here for us fans. That's why they offer unbeatable rewards like surprise seat upgrades, free tickets, and more. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? 
You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. If you want more of us, you're going to get it today. Oh, And tomorrow, right? We should hype ourselves a little bit, right? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. We're in for Greeny today. We're looking forward to that as well. 10 a.m. to noon Eastern time and tomorrow here on ESPN Radio. All right. Well, uh, every day about an hour ago, uh, we have uh, I'm over it. The things that Pat Costello, our producer, is over, all the negative in the world. And so we need to counter that. We need to counter Pat with a smile with Michelle Smallman. I'm for it. A little positive programming, gentlemen. All right, well, let's start here. So let's go back to Tuesday night where we had Shador Sanders, Shador Sanders, excuse me, and Travis Hunter. We know that they are two of the biggest names in sports right now, right? Everybody knows about Colorado. Everyone's been locked into them. They're celebrities in their own right. Well, they were at the Lakers season opener against the Nuggets at Ball Arena in Colorado, and LeBron James popped by to say hello. Here's what it looked and sounded like. So they're freaking out because LeBron <laughs> came over to say hello to them. They're they're big names in their own right. They have all they have little Wayne lead of them out. Everybody something in the world happened is there though, Smalls. Them. What? Shador asked LeBron in that moment, "Send us your jersey." Yeah. How wild is that? Think about that. Yeah. That's gutsy. I'm in college, and this is the second greatest player of all time. And now I'm giving in the a NBA, and I'm like, "Hey, bro, I need you to send me a jersey." What? And I actually Are you think serious? LeBron will send him the jersey. No, he will. He absolutely will. But just, just the audacity of Shador Sanders and Travis Hunter in that moment, not only to just dab up LeBron and play it cool, but like, hey, yeah, I, I, I want a jersey, man. Send me a jersey when you get a minute. As if LeBron James ain't got nothing else to worry about <laughs> than to send Shador Sanders and Travis Hunter a jersey. But that just shows you how far college football and college athletes have come as a whole to be in a position where, number one, you can afford courtside seats even if the Nuggets didn't give them to you. And number two, LeBron James knows who you are, comes up to you, daps you up, say, I love y'all boys, and then you tell him, oh, yeah, send me a jersey, dog. Isn't this true? 
shoot your shot season. We saw Travis Kelsey oh, doing it. Shoot your shot season. A lot of alliteration. You see Travis Kelsey doing it with Taylor Swift and having great success because they're dating now. Don't you want to shoot your shot with LeBron? But it's not shooting your shot. He knows where you are. He knows who you are. LeBron came and dapped you up and was like, I love y'all boys. It's not shoot your shot. But to get the jersey it is from LeBron. Oh, for sure, for sure. But that's like us yesterday when Greeny was in with us. Saying him, hey, Greeny, uh, thanks for joining us. Do me a favor. When you're done here, mail to my house both of your books. Yeah. Signed. And then what I also need, I need some Mike and Mike memorabilia and give me some Greeny memorabilia. Just while, while you're at it. Yeah. When, I'm going to give Greeny yeah. the assignment. He's doing us a favor. Exactly. He's doing a good thing for us. I'm now giving him an assignment? You guys, this is supposed to be positive programming. I love that they were geeking well, we're out about radio LeBron people. It has to and be now negative. we're ripping him for asking <laughs> so for the How do you not I'm notice just, that, I'm though? Just, I'm, I'm just saying, three years ago, Shador Sanders on the yellow bus, and now he's like, yeah, LeBron. Brian, good to see you. When you get a chance, shoot me that jersey, bro. Shadour Sanders has never been on the yellow bus. You know know what I mean. He was in high school. You know what I mean. That man has never been on the yellow bus. He was in Vinny and Turtle's yellow Hummer is what he was in. What What a throwback. you got to make Entourage reference anytime you can. Do we? I do. What we, what we got, Smalls? Okay, let's move it on. We, we mentioned Travis Kelsey. So after the Chargers-Chiefs game, Chargers rookie defensive end Scott Matlock went up to him. We don't have the video or audio of this. Shook hands, and he shot his shot as well, just like we saw Shador Sanders do. He asked him if he had any advice for a rookie. Right there in the, on the field in that moment, that's what he wants to do. Not just have this moment with him. He wants advice from him. And Travis Kelsey said, understand the other side of the, of the ball just as well as you know your side of the ball because everything is predicated off what I'm doing and what the defense is doing. He said, just love it, man. Play with the guy next to you. That's all I got for you. But don't you love that he gave him advice in that moment? No, I like that. I mean, I think that sound advice, understanding the complete picture and not just your job, is going to make you a more football, a, a, a better football player. Having that level of awareness makes a difference, and it gives you an opportunity to have those handful of plays that you can impact the game in as opposed to not. So that's good advice for Travis Kelsey, Mr. Uh, Make sure you know your, your your audience and know the other side of the ball. Very Belichickian of Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Many of Belichick's coach cross-train early on. Josh McDaniels was a defensive coach. Eric Mangini, offensive coach, always does that. Didn't think Travis Kelsey had that in him. Now I understand the connection. They both love Taylor Swift, and they both love the cross-training yeah. amongst NFL players. Okay. Like it. But question for you guys. Have you ever gotten some great advice for somebody in the industry, or whether it's broadcasting, football, whatever? Because I thought that was great in that moment to see, hey, I have this opportunity to ask Travis Kelsey quickly for advice. Has anyone ever given you great advice? Yeah, Michelle Smallman. Um, we were <laughs> in the makeup room, and she said, when I'm doing my eyeliner – no, um, yeah. I mean, every day, every day you get great advice from people in this industry. And I'll tell you, here at ESPN so far, I mean, we see Jay Williams around here today. Before I started, Jay Williams was on the phone with me all the time giving me great advice. So I got to shout out him. Greeny, too. Same thing. I mean, the great advice is just make sure that you make your friends before you need them. That's the great advice. Great advice. Make your friends before you need them. You never know who can help you. You never know where a hello can go. As Travis Kelsey would tell you with Taylor Swift. Yeah. Yes. To be to get an audience with some people sometimes and pick their brain is great. Like last night I had the opportunity to talk to Sherry Shepard and just even Sherry Shepard. Now we know why you asked Sherry this question. Shepard. No, I'm just saying it was amazing for her to give me some time and talk to me about the industry and I found that so valuable and I'll never forget it. Wait, stop for a second. Smalls is so cool. She hangs in these circles that like no. with these 
Andy Cohen, close personal friend. I yeah. wish. Can Andy, we just call me Andy? I mean, come on. She hangs with celebs. They want. They invite her out. She doesn't ask to go out with them. No. They invite her out. She's with Sherry Shepard. She's with all these people from all these different different networks, and they all love her. And what's yeah. not to love? Anyway, last thing, guys. Sean McVay said that his his wife was pregnant with their first child, the son. He said, "I'm not worried about him coming on game day because my son knows better than to come on game day." He did because the LA Rams tweeted out a transaction. Jordan John McVay. Delivered. Love it. During the week. Well the played by the Rams. So he well was right. Played. His son exactly. knew better than and, to come yeah. on game day. Miss, Mrs. McVay, please don't be on the sidewalks in L.A. with the stroller trying to mow <laughs> oh, people down. Thank you very again. much. Yeah, exactly. Here he goes again. Just saying. Don't, nobody and, wants that. So I just want to understand something. For I'm for it, positive programming, St. Louis native Michelle Smallman brought up a Ram story. No, just, uh, no, just oh, baby. Oh, no, no, just no, 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 no. We're going oh, no, no, to leave it at that. It's unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working... The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.